keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna catch a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country well, today on FPBC, we continue our series on the pillars of Paul Bunyan country. We kicked it off taking an in-depth look at Leech Lake last week. Today, we take a very in-depth look at Lake Winnebagoshish. And Jerry Albert, the Large Lake Specialist, joining me today. Uh, Jerry, let's just start with what everybody's asking. Is the ice going to be off by May 12th on Lake Winnie? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a guess on Hopefully it'll be accurate. Um, yes, I think it will be. The weather looks good for it. Um, the ice in many of the smaller lakes is nearly gone. So I, I think in another week and a half to two weeks, Winnie should be ice-free. Excellent. Everybody will be, I'm sure, excited to get out there and, and go fishing. Um, one of the things we need to talk about is you had a, a meeting about uh, probably a couple months ago now uh, discussing some changes that we've been seeing on Lake Winnie. Uh, what are your thoughts about that meeting and how it went? Uh, it seemed to go very well. Um, we presented a lot of information that most people hadn't been exposed to before, and and they seemed to accept it, and um, they were favorable in, in uh, what our conclusions were. So what was the information you presented, and, and what were your conclusions? Um, mostly the water clearing and the basic uh, food web on Winnie. Um, the water clearing, everybody that fishes out there has seen it. Um, sometimes of the year you can see the bottom in 20 feet of water. Um, that's attributed to the zebra mussels. And one thing that's unusual about Winnie is that at this point we haven't seen any changes in um, anything other than the planktonic animals, the or, excuse me, planktonic plants out in Winnie. Um, often there is a change, a uh, decrease in the, the zooplankton, the planktonic animals, but we haven't seen that yet. So besides those very small plants, the the ecosystem appears very healthy. And you're not recommending any changes on anything? No, no. Um, right now with the clearing water, um, the... People fishing usually have a little harder time catching walleyes unless they're out there real early, real late, or or uh, in very stormy conditions. And there's their population is enough to to withstand the the fishing pressure that'll be out there. Also, the spawning stock, um, the adult females in the lake, is at a very good level right now. So um, we've had some some uh, shortage of small fish. Uh, we have a 2015-year class that's average, which will produce keeper-sized fish for people. And then a weak 2014 and, and a strong 2013. The unfortunate thing about those 2013-year classes is that they've grown, grown within the protected slot. So people will probably catch a lot of walleyes, um, but many of them will probably be 19, 19 and a half inches long. Okay. Well, I know that... Um you know the the situation. It appears to me is is not a, a problem with the population. It is just a change of how they behave based on the fact that the water is clearer, and that's what anglers need to figure out and get used to. That is true. Um, some people are fishing in the nighttime hours. Some people are 
fishing casting instead of trolling because the clear water um, allows the walleyes to see the boat approaching and often they'll they'll shy away from the boat so people cast to them in order to get them to bite where trolling over the top of their heads wouldn't result in many fish caught do we have any idea how much how much uh, zebra mussels are in there right now um, we don't have it quantified but every hard surface out there whether it's a snail shell, a clam, a rock is covered with zebra mussels. So it's it's they're healthy, in other words. Unfortunately, they're a very high population. Yes. And to this point, I mean, and, and I know you you've been studying it, and people have been studying it all over the nation. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything that people can do about it. At this point, no, there's no cure. But that being said, um, there's no cure for the lakes that have zebra mussels, but um, us recreational users of those lakes control whether it moves to other lakes. So we all need to be very careful that we don't spread these critters around. Absolutely. And if you want to be, if you're going to be fishing on Lake Winnie this year, you have to really, really check your boat and make sure you do everything you need to do to clear it off. Because still, uh, you know, I, uh, for those who have it, it's it's small comfort. But still, ninety plus percent of our waters don't have zebra mussels in them. Very true. And, you know, I don't want to sound optim- too optimistic here, but there are people um, that are working on cures, and there probably won't be something that where you can uh, apply a chemical to the lake. But there are some geneticists that are doing some pretty, pretty interesting work that maybe someday will lead to a cure, if you will. Okay. So the uh, you, you kind of ran down the population numbers uh, a while ago for walleye, but overall the walleye population remains very healthy, very strong in Lake Winnie. Yes, and and the walleye population uh, isn't the only fish population out there. Uh, the pike are doing extraordinarily well, and perch are uh, the number over nine inches, which we use to um, estimate what a quality element of the fishery is is increasing so more more quality sized fish in that perch population also that's one thing i've always uh, enjoyed about winnie is not only do you have the good walleye numbers you have uh, an incredibly strong pike population of, of solid size pike and some of the best perch sizes and numbers in the state of minnesota it's uh, very fortunate uh, that we have all three in one lake it is, and they all seem to be doing quite well. Um, we also know that there are a few muskies in there, but uh, that one's a hard hard to quantify, isn't it? Very. We we attempted to get some information through electrofishing, and we caught about five fish. So <laughs> they aren't the easiest to sample. We know more through angler reports than we do through our own efforts. Coming up next, we wrap up our look at Lake Winnie, and we hear from pro angler Dusty Minky. Stay tuned for more Fish and Paul Bunyan Cup. Continuing now with Jerry Albert, the Large Lake Specialist out of the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office as we dive deep into Lake Winnie. Now, there are a number of other waters connected to Winnie. Uh, what are some of the other waters people can get to from, from Winnie? Well, there's, there's Cutfootsu and Little Cutfootsu, and um, Cutfootsu is kind of a combination of Winnie and uh, Bass Panfish Lake, so it, it has the walleyes, 
Um, it has the pike, has the perch, but it also has crappies and bluegills and a smattering of largemouth bass. Um, as you fur- move further up, that would be in the first river flowage, there's little cutfoot sioux. Um, little cutfoot is primarily known for its, its bluegills and its crappie. Okay. And do you treat those as different lakes, and, and, or are they all considered part of the same big lake? We treat them differently. They used to be treated as the same, but as we went through time, we saw that they acted differently. So we started to separate them out and uh, treat them differently. Well, it's kind of, it's very convenient, very nice to have that big, giant walleye fishery with great northerns and perch and then be able to slide up into a couple of other things and, uh, and, and find a few other things. Uh, just that variety is always great. Yes, also nice to get away from the big waves once in a while. <laughs> That's true as well. Um, so we're doing well on Winnie. Um, any other AIS issues in that lake besides zebra mussels? Oh, um, Winnie seems to be a collecting point. You've got um, Castle Lake upstream, which has the zebra mussel and also rusty crayfish. Um, they've been there for quite a while, have not made it to Winnie yet, but ultimately they likely will. Um, Dixon Lake, uh, which is up the Third River just a few miles, uh, has curly leaf pondweed and, again, been there for a number of years, hasn't yet made it down to Winnie, but someday most likely will so there's other exotics on the doorstep and there's one that um has a uh an effect that would be uh in combination with the zebra mussel um hard for for any lake to handle and that's the uh spiny water flea mm-hmm. and so uh, people coming into winnie it's not just leaving winnie and making sure your boat is clean um, coming into Winnie, it's very important to make sure you've cleaned your, your equipment first because spiny water fleas and zebra mussels together would be kind of a double whammy and could affect the fish population. Obviously, Winnie has been managed as a, a walleye fishery. Um, do you manage it actively for the northerns or perch? Are those just natural things that come along with it? What, what is your game plan on Lake Winnie? Well, for the perch have been um, very important both just in the local area as well as statewide. And many of the changes that we've seen in the past with perch regulations started with uh, changes seen in the Winnie fishery. So we, we manage the perch uh, at equally to walleye. The pike, they've been kind of an enigma. They haven't been managed much um, on Winnie. Uh, statewide, we've done some individual lake management, never came to Winnie. However, this year, um, statewide, we have a change in pike management where we have the state broken into three different zones, and Winnie lies within the north-central zone. Um, In the north-central zone, many of those lakes have an abundance of small pike and not very many large pike, where at one time they had large pike. And these large pike have a tendency to balance fisheries, the overall fish community. So the limit has been changed to where a person can can harvest 10 pike, but there's also a 22 to 26-inch protected zone. So all, all pike between 22 and 26 need to be released, and two of those 10 pike can be above 26 inches. So 10 pike, 22 to 26-inch protected zone, and two of those 10 can be above 26. Okay. Um, anything else we need to know about Lake Winnie these days? Oh, um, still a very good fishery, still still worth the time to spend on it. 
Uh, clearing water makes it a little bit more challenging for anglers, but the fish population's out there and, and can provide lots of fun. How much pressure does, I mean, obviously a lot of people fish Winnie, but uh, how much pressure does it get uh, compared to some other lakes of its size? It's similar in pressure per acre to a lake like Leech um, or Cass, probably a little bit less than Mille Lacs because we aren't as close to the cities, um, but very similar to the other large lakes that, that um, are in this northern zone. And, uh, and again, uh, like those lakes, uh, Winnie is doing just fine. Thank you very much, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Uh, again, the key thing for anglers coming in uh, to the lake and leaving the lake is is just making sure your boat is clean, your equipment's clean, uh, all those other rules. You need to follow them to the T uh, if we were going to get a handle on this and win this war. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Well, Jerry, uh, thanks for taking the time today. I'm looking forward to opening fishing, certainly. I'm looking forward to giving Winnie a try again this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a great lake, certainly. And, uh, again, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Well, as we've noted a few times a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of big fishing events at Destination Sporting Goods in Bemidji and Northwoods Bait and Tackle in Bemidji. And I had a chance to get a lot of interviews with a lot of great guests including at the Destination Sporting Goods Spring Fling, pro-angler Dusty Minky. He's been on the Pro Tour a long time, and you, it kind of got started here in Bemidji, you're telling me. Yeah, I went to college here back in uh, 2000 to 2004, and I've always wanted to get into the tournament scene and, uh, you know, started fishing tournaments here right on Lake Bemidji. And uh, when did you decide to go pro, and, and what was what's the process for that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I... I I was about 13 years old, you know, and once I figured out uh, hockey wasn't going to work out, <laughs> I uh, always liked fishing. So as a fishing guide, you know, I worked for Northland Fishing Tackle here in town. I just kind of centered myself around it, but uh, it just made sense after college that I started fishing, you know, smaller tournaments, and then I worked my uh, worked my way up the rank, and pretty soon you're a pro. I mean. You can join a pro tournament, just got to pay the entry fee, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden sponsors start coming along, and, and you can actually uh, make a little bit of a living at it. Uh, you know, it's just something for me. It's more of a hobby for me. I have a day job, but uh, that's kind of how it uh, all swung out for me, I guess. So, Dusty, you played hockey growing up? Yeah, played hockey. Uh, you know, that I wanted that to go farther, but I just played intramural here up in Bemidji, and still kind of do men's league once in a while but uh yeah I, I love hockey where'd you play your high school hockey hockey force lake minnesota yep okay and uh here at bemidji state obviously you got started in the in the fishing tournament range and it's a great college if you're into that type of thing fishing hunting outdoors bemidji state's probably the best college for that oh for sure that i mean I should have been picking other reasons to go there, but I think that was the top for me. It was like red lake crappies at the time, and the the campus is right on the lake, an awesome fishery. Um, yeah, trust me, it was a lot of fun, and I got a lot of fishing in and a lot of outdoor hunting, and it's just a great area. How has your pro career gone? You know, it's, it's been pretty good, you know. Uh, you know, I had a couple of tough years, but last year I had a really good year. I ended up fifth in rank, and I think I cashed three out of the five tournaments, a couple of top ten. So I'm coming off a pretty good year, so I think I got that confidence rolling. They just threw a curveball at us yesterday. Our first tournament was supposed to be in Red Wing, Minnesota, on the Mississippi River, but with high water, um, 
they had to pull an audible and we're going to Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin now. So it kind of throws a loop in the mix. Uh, some guys are happy, some guys are mad. I'm, I'm kind of in between, you know. The river would have been closer. It's a little farther. Got more time on the river, but I have fished Winnebago tournaments. This will be my third time now, so it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the Minnesota opener. Um, if, and we're, we're, we're predicting here, if it is open and the water is there, it's going to be just open. So we know the water is going to be very cold. We, we know the fish are probably going to be much closer to spawn than they normally are. Yeah, it's going to be a lot different. Uh, you know, we have a family tradition. Um, we have the Minky Opener Walleye Cup. And, you know, every year we get 15 to 25 guys, and we go for the biggest walleye. And it started on the St. Louis River near Duluth, Minnesota. And now we do it on Leech Lake and Walker. And in the last two weeks, I've changed the plans of that now like three times. I think we're going to see the ice come off of Leech Lake. We were cruising around on some of the open water last night on Leech. It's still got a ways to go, but it's starting to turn that cool black color that... And if the weather cooperates, so now we're going back to Leech. But you never know, the ice might might not be gone. So we were thinking about a river, but the rivers are high. It's just been a funky year. It's crazy. But uh, I am looking forward to it. If we do make it to Leech, I think it is going to push them back a little bit. I think they're going to be shallower because the water is going to be cold. Um, but I predict the fishing will probably be pretty good. So... We're probably going to be needing shiners and jigs, I would guess. Oh, yeah. I love me the spot-tailed shiners, and uh, can't go wrong with the Northland, uh, you know, stand-up jig. Or Ken Ketch makes a good long shank jig. You know, there's that's my favorite thing to do is jig with those shiners. Uh, but one thing, you know, that's kind of cool I've been getting into more over the years is using artificial baits and plastics, uh, you know, like a rip-and-wrap-style st- bait. You know, the jig and rap is no secret anymore. Um so, yeah, I'd try all that stuff. It should work good. Hey, uh, as one who's, I, I think your day job is kind of in the sporting goods industry, right? Yes, I'm a sales rep for a company called North Country Marketing, and we sell uh, shooting sports uh, equipment, you know, Browning, Winchester, Vortex Optics, uh, GSM, which is Stealth Cam. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great industry. I've been doing it for 14 years. I really like my job. And, uh, you know, it gets me to come out to some of these shops, and these are the same type of people I'm used to hanging out with, so it's a lot of fun. So you're on top of this stuff. Uh, what's new that you're interested in? New in, like, sporting goods, yeah. anything? Um, you know, we've got some new cool wireless trail cameras coming out, uh, Stealth Cam, that, that'll be good for Verizon or AT&T, and the costs are coming down, and then your monthly plans, the cost is coming down. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Vortex Optics is always coming out with something new and cool. they got a, they got a new range-finding binocular. Um, Browning's, you know, we got a A5 Sweet 16. Winchester's got the new uh, Super X4 shotgun. That thing is awesome, and the price is even better. It's like you can get a really nice semi-auto shotgun for around 700 bucks. Hey, Dustin, uh, good luck on your first tournament, and uh, good luck fishing this year. Hey, thanks, Kev. I appreciate it. Thank you. Fish hail, bump on you. Country, country.